0: We are joined by our political analyst Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP. Nice to have you. Happy Monday, sir. (laughs) Good to be with you, John. All right, so let's uh, listen in. We've actually truncated the applause because it went on for 30 seconds, but this is the Speaker of the House introducing a guy who, as it turns out, fought for the Nazis. We have here in the chamber today Ukrainian-Canadians, Ukrainian-Canadian world veteran from the Second World War who fought The Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at his age of 98 his name is Yaroslav Hunka and uh, I was going to say he's in the gallery but I think you beat me to that (laughs) And so we're treated to the unsightly spectacle of our entire parliament standing up and giving an ovation to a guy who fought for the Germans in World War II. Is this something that you think is going to cost the speaker his job? Oh, it could well.
1: And, you know, I, I have to say right off that I, I've worked with uh, many speakers and I've watched Anthony Roda since he got the job. And honestly, John, I think he's one of the best speakers we've ever had. Very tough job. You know, we, that's why they wear something different from everybody else. It's like the, the referee in a hockey game. You've got to be set aside from the, the belligerence. But this guy's got the magic touch. He's just excellent. He, he works hard at being respectful to all sides and he has the respect of all sides. And I'm glad you talk about him first because even though I've just said those nice things about Anthony Roda, he wears this one. Okay. And I saw Poiliev tweeting, you know, one of his. Tendencies is towards small politics. He tried to somehow link in Justin Trudeau to this. Justin Trudeau has precisely zero to do with this decision. Rhoda wore it. He wrote about it yesterday. He wrote about it clearly. He said, This was entirely my decision. The guy was from his riding. And he said, it It was a horrible mistake. It's not something that should have happened. He doesn't have the ability to vet. If anybody's ever, if you talk to anybody who's ever been a member of parliament, they'll tell you that this is the exclusive purview and prerogative exclusive prerogative of the speaker so if you come into the house and you know that there's a group in in the gallery that that's you know it's an issue that you're raising in question period and you have the misfortune to point to the group and saying and they're here in the galleries the speaker will be up on his or her feet instantly saying i'm the only one who gets to introduce people in the galleries so this is 100 percent anthony rhoda's decision i'm sure he's still banging his head against the wall saying how come i didn't do some vetting or, or some checking. As this, I was just told that this guy from my writing would, he says in his little speech there wrote he says he fought the Russians. No, he was fighting the Soviets. And the Soviets had imposed the Holodomor, this is the forced starvation that cost the lives of millions of Ukrainians in the 1930s. And when the Germans had lost a key battle and they were starting to leave places like Ukraine, tens of thousands of young Ukrainians signed up to fight the Soviets to keep them from, from coming back in. Some of the worst exactions by the Waffen-SS, and this was the unit in question, were carried out in in horrible events of the war, which was marked by many horrible events. But Babi Yar stands out as one of the worst among them. And so this is one of the things that we're dealing with today as Canadians. We're saying, okay, we, we know which side we're on in the current battle between Russia and its illegal war being prosecuted against Ukraine and the Ukrainian people were on their side. We understand that. I, I, I don't know any Canadians who do, who disagree with that. But this is an unfortunate event that that simply shatters a lot of that because people are be scratching their heads, and it goes right back to Putin's initial, uh, you know, declaration that he was going into Ukraine to denazify it. So this is a messy situation one 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 that is completely of our own making. All of the key groups representing the Jewish community, and you know, today we're it's. You know, Yom Kippur, the most holy day in the Hebrew calendar. It's the most important uh, you know, feast. It's the Feast of Atonement. So th- that this came up on the weekend, and, and all these groups had to react to it over the weekend, made it even tougher. But um, I think that when we take a little bit of perspective on this, we'll realize a major blunder, by the Speaker of the House of Commons, not something that involves Canadian foreign policy or certainly not Justin Trudeau. No, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, I agree with you, actually, because
0: I've seen him work and I've seen him when the House is out of session talking to parliamentarians and they they don't just support him, they adore him. And so I guess he must be good at his job. All this is kind of overshadowing the more important story, which is that Zelensky came to Canada and we pledged $650 million and then he came to Toronto uh, when spoke to a rapturous crowd. And as Scott Reed was saying on the morning brief, you know, he turned to his kids and he said, this is our time's Churchill.
1: And, and it really is. It's extraordinary. Uh, Zelensky is an, a really gifted speaker because it always comes from the heart. Yes, he's got the ability to emote because he's an actor at, at the beginning of it. But he's been an incredible leader for his country, just unbelievable. And he's going around the world now saying, it's not because you're getting tired of us fighting the, the Russians that you should tire of helping us fight the Russians, because this could happen anywhere. And that's the message, by the way, that Biden was pushing it as well in New York last week saying, wake up, you know, this, this, if this type of aggression is allowed to stand, and you're thinking of things like China and Taiwan, for example, uh, then who knows what the shape of the world's going to be in, in, you know, in the very near future. So I think that Again, I think we're on the side of the angels in this one, Uh, but Canada's got to keep pushing. That $600 million was jump change, really, compared to what's needed to, to continue pursuing the fight. And there are tough things happening right now. Poland, for example, is refusing to ship arms to Ukraine, saying that there's a big fight brewing over the shipping of grain from Ukraine, of all things. But, you know, there are several countries who are very upset with that. So this is a tough geopolitical situation And I think that Canada has been doing all that it can, but it also shows great weaknesses that existed in our own military. Because when we try to give them just a couple of dozen field pieces like howitzers, the cupboards bare, we don't have much left for ourselves even to train our own troops. So we've got to wake up to the fact that if we're going to be part of NATO, we've got to
0: start pulling our weight. You couldn't be on social media this weekend and uh, not come across the latest poll, which shows that the Conservatives are now at 42 percent, which
1: is uh, massive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely majority territory because there's always, you know, a, a tricky thing about the concentration of the vote. It's more efficient. This is the re- the word we use in, in politics. The liberal vote is more efficient. It's better spread out. The conservative vote tends to be concentrated in in certain western provinces, so it doesn't produce as many seats. But at forty two percent, you're into you're into huge majority territory in Canadian po- politics. Still, a lot of time between now and the ne- next election. I think that the Trudeau Liberals are going to have to do some soul searching and some head scratching because. It, it, it wasn't a good week overall. I mean, it was supposed to be a week where Trudeau, you know, was was starting to get back in the house. He chose to release on Monday as the house came back the bombshell information about you know Indian government alleged involvement in the assassination of a Canadian on Canadian soil. It had the immediate effect of neutralizing all of the opposition parties because none of their stuff got through. But it's also something that's been dragging out for the, for a week now as India pushed back very strongly. Uh, by the way, I didn't see a lot of denying on the inside, more more like finger-pointing at Canada saying, you're mollycoddling terrorists. We're not putting it up with, uh, up with it anymore. So we're going to have to start figuring this stuff out. Great paper, by the way, in the Globe and Mail today on that.
0: Thank you very much, sir. Always a pleasure.
1: Great to be with you, John. Thomas All Thomas
0: Mulcair for a care Monday.